Hello, everybody, and welcome to Get Lit Minute, your weekly podcast for all things poetic, poetry, and poets. This series is produced by Get Lit Words Ignite, a nonprofit organization that uses poetry and spoken word to increase literacy and empower young people. My name is Jasmine Minchez, and in this podcast, we focus on the lives, history, and works of classic poets and modern day contemporary poets. Today, we're so excited to be talking about one of our most beloved contemporary American poets, Danusha Lamaris. She was born on July 5th, 1971 in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Her father was Dutch and her mother was from the Caribbean island of Barbados. When Lamaris was four years old, her family was living in Beirut, Lebanon at the outbreak of the devastating 1975 Lebanese Civil War. They returned to the United States and settled in the California Bay Area, and Lemaire spent much of her childhood in Mill Valley, a small city just a few miles north of San Francisco. From there, the family moved to nearby Berkeley, California, where Lemaris attended high school at the College Preparatory School. She went on to attend the University of California at Santa Cruz, where she earned her degree in studio art. Though she enjoyed writing in her high school English class, painting was then her primary art form, and she remembers it as an almost purely joyful medium. But when she was forced to contend with grief and loss in her personal life, she returned to poetry as the only way she knew how to express the depth of her feelings. She honed her craft at the Squaw Valley Writers Workshop and took writing classes with Ellen Bass, another prominent Santa Cruz-based poet. Lamaris published her first poetry book, The Moons of August, with Autumn House Press in 2014. Her haunting, elegiac debut about motherhood, family, loss, and healing became a finalist for the Milt Kessler Book Award, and it was named the winner of the Autumn House Press Poetry Prize by fellow contemporary poet Naomi Shiabnai. In 2020, Lamaris released her second collection, Bonfire Opera, with the University of Pittsburgh Press. This collection of further meditations on grief and the power of the natural world was a finalist for the Patterson Poetry Prize and the winner of the 2021 Northern California Book Award. Lamaris's work has also been extensively published in many prominent literary magazines, including the American Poetry Review, Tin House, and Plowshares, to name just a few. In 2020, she was honored with the Lucille Clifton Legacy Award. Lamaris turned to poetry as a way of processing and engaging with the grief she felt at the death of her brother, the loss of a child, and the darkest parts of the world we wake up to each day. But her poetry is never categorized by despair. Instead, the defining spirit is joy, or at least an eager embrace of the messy, complicated, exquisite condition of being alive. In an interview with her poetry mentor, Ellen Bass for Tupelo Quarterly, Lamaris gives this wonderful explanation of how she understands poetry's place in contending with the ugly realities of racist violence and injustice. She says, What can we do as poets? What can I do? What I know how to do is keep writing. Keep giving a voice to the fragility and beauty of one human life. Keep reminding myself and whoever reads the poems that there is value in each of us and in our experiences. I see my role as exposing my own vulnerability and truth in service of reminding us, myself and all of us, the value in our individual and shared humanity. Lamaris never left her California college town. She and her husband Armando still call the foothills of Santa Cruz home, and she has given so much to the vibrant Santa Cruz artistic community through her poetry and teaching. She helped found the Hive Poetry Collective, which hosts a live poetry radio show and podcast featuring interviews with local poets, and she is a Poet Laureate Emeritus of Santa Cruz County, having finished her term in 2020. 
She currently sits on the faculty of the Low Residency MFA program in Creative Writing at Pacific University in Oregon. And together with poet and writing coach James Cruz, Lamaris co-leads the Poetry of Resilience webinars, offering workshop sessions dedicated to exploring the spiritual significance of poetry in our lives. Today, we are thrilled to be sharing Danusha Lamaris's poem, Small Kindnesses, and because of how widely this piece has been shared, there's a good chance you've seen it before. If you have, you'll understand already why it bears repeating again and again. Small Kindnesses was included in Lamaris's 2020 collection, Bonfire Opera, but its first big public appearance was in the New York Times Magazine in September 2019, when the wonderful Naomi Shiab Nye selected it for the magazine's poem column. It was a phenomenon from the start, one of those rare works that, just as soon as you finish reading it, invites you to look back up from the page at your life through renewed, more compassionate eyes. Small Kindnesses is a short poem, just 18 lines, and written in free verse with no big illusions or extended metaphors carrying the day. Instead, the language is accessible, open, and honest, all while simultaneously inviting brief brushes with the divine. Lamaris is writing to remind us of the experiences so universal that we often forget they exist, our everyday opportunities to treat strangers with something a little more than decency. It's an ode to those seconds-long interactions that make us proudest of being human. And as we'll discuss more in just a moment, this poem really does feel like it belongs to all of us. Here is Small Kindnesses by Danusha Lamaris. I've been thinking about the way when you walk down a crowded aisle, people pull in their legs to let you by. Or how strangers still say, bless you, when someone sneezes, a leftover from the bubonic plague. Don't die, we are saying. And sometimes, when you spill lemons from your grocery bag, someone else will help you pick them up. Mostly, we don't want to harm each other. We want to be handed our cup of coffee hot and to say thank you to the person handing it. To smile at them and for them to smile back. For the waitress to call us honey when she sets down the bowl of clam chowder and for the driver in the red pickup truck to let us pass. We have so little of each other now. So far from tribe and fire, only these brief moments of exchange. What if they are the true dwelling of the holy, these fleeting temples we make together when we say, here, have my seat. Go ahead, you first. I like your hat. Do me a favor and Google this poem so you can have it physically in front of you and keep it close at hand. For me and so many others, this is a poem that helps let the light in and you need to see it with your own eyes to feel it. Let's consider again when this poem was born. Lamaris wrote it in a flash, taking maybe 10 minutes in response to the 2016 United States presidential inauguration. She was reacting to the hopelessness, the fear, the concern that so many folks were feeling then and wanted to create what she calls a momentary refuge for her community with her writing. This poem connected with people when it first hit the internet years ago, and it was a huge deal when it was chosen for the New York Times Magazine in 2019. But when the world turned upside down in 2020, small kindnesses became a daily communion for so many of our neighbors around the globe. The fact of how widely this poem has been shared is its own best proof for how much people want to believe in our capacity for good. 
It makes my heart ache to think of how many of the small kindnesses we lost during the pandemic. We couldn't let people pass us in a crowded aisle when the only way to protect our communities was to prevent gathering altogether. Making an effort to smile at a server became an exercise in trying to convey gratitude with just our eyes. I keep coming back to those lines, we have so little of each other now, so far from tribe and fire. That was accurate even in 2016, and it has been harrowingly true since 2020. There is so much pain in just attempting to articulate what we've lost. And yet... And yet... The point of this poem is not to hold up a few specific experiences as sacred. It is to remind us that the sacred exists in the million forgotten moments that quietly sustain our souls. In her interview with Ellen Bass, Lamaris meditates on the poem's continued power in this changed world, half a decade after she first wrote it. She says, I find parallels in the current situation of sheltering at home and reading the daily death toll, seeing the images of police violence while also planting radishes and watching them grow a little each day. Food has never been such a sacrament for me as it is now. Pleasure is sharpened and made acute by sorrow. Not that there is balance there, just that they both present layered. When we look, we can find evidence in abundance that people will still go out of their way to care for one another. And hopefully, this poem will help you identify those moments of kindness in your own life and remind you to create them for others. That wish to do better for others and to remind us that we are seen and cared for is one of the most powerful gifts a poet can give. Thank you guys so much for tuning in with us on all things Danusha Lamaris. Make sure that you share this podcast with your friends and family members and we will see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Get Lit Minute is a production of Get Lit Words Ignite. This podcast is created by Samuel Curtis and executive produced by Diane Luby Lane. The episodes this season were researched and written by Riley Kuda, Mila Frank, Sakura Price, and Bridget Yang. Our production manager is Sophia Denunzio, our digital editor is Lucas Lane, our engineer is Cyrus Roberts, and our editorial advisor is Lauren Beebe. Special thanks to the entire GetLit staff and donors who make this work possible, the teachers who use this podcast to educate their students, and to all students of life everywhere for tuning in and spending time with us today. If you want to hear more, check out the rest of our episodes on our website, getlit.org. That's G-E-T-L-I-T dot O-R-G. See you there.